0: Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of MLS Now podcast. My name is David. Back with another episode. I feel like I haven't been on the podcast in weeks. It's been like three or four weeks now, three or four episodes. And taking like those spaces where we don't drop episodes, almost like a month that I haven't been on, on the podcast. I know you guys miss me. Gavin has been begging for us to do an episode. We just can't get it correct when it comes to the schedule. But joining me today is one of our great contributors. Mike Miller. Mike, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me on, David.
0: Thank you. Uh, for those who don't know, Mike was in the CONCACAF League uh, final, Mexico versus the U.S. It's a great experience. He was uh, there uh, watching the game. He was at the stadium. Uh, it was a great experience for him and for the podcast. It were a growing podcast. And Mike, news drop today. Squad for the Gold Cup or Golden Cup or Copa de Oro, as I call it in Spanish. Look. Are you surprised that people are shocked? I mean, yes and no.
1: I feel like every time a USMNT roster drops, people find something to complain about and to bring up. So I guess like no in that sense, just because people are always complaining about it. Um, But yeah, I guess from my side, there is a little bit of surprise just because there were a lot of names on here that I didn't see coming.
0: Yeah, there's some names that I didn't see coming either. It's going to be a short episode, guys. We're trying to get to the 23 players that were called. No... No big names from Europe. None of the guys, not McKenny, no Reyna, no Pulisic, no Sack Stefan, nobody like that. It's mostly MLS-based, which we were expecting, right? Because our our main players, if we're being honest, are going to be the priority is to make it to the World Cup again. Here are the some of the players that were dropped. Mike, first name that popped up to me. I, I like him. I like the team he plays for. But I, I thought there was better options out there. Brad Guzan. Yeah, that was did an that interesting stick, one. Did, did that also stick out to you?
1: It did, yeah, just because Greg Berhalter in, you know, the run-up to this roster drop, he said that, you know, this roster is going to be for the guys that are trying to push their way into the depth chart, especially with World Cup qualifying coming up, and we have that three-game cycle in nine or ten days or whatever it is, and you're traveling back and forth between Central America, we know there's going to be squad rotation, and so this is, you know, for Berhalter to figure out guys like 18 through 23, you know, on a 23-man roster, or even 23 through 30 if you're going to rotate heavily. And so for me, I feel like Brad Guzan is maybe a guy who's kind of had his moment with the U.S., and he's kind of on the way out the door, I guess you could say. He's still a phenomenal goalkeeper. I just kind of figured it was going to be somebody else's turn and that Greg Berhalter was going to use this as an opportunity to give somebody else a shot. And,
0: and, and let's let's keep it real here. Your team that you support, RSL, my team that I support, DC United, has great keepers, Hamid. And Ochoa, uh, Ochoa especially, who's an upcoming goalkeeper who it's very very good, who deserves more chances. Were you surprised
1: that he wasn't picked? A little bit, yeah. I know he was on the Nations League roster, and there's not a lot of guys that carried over from that. But he was also the only guy on the Nations League roster to not appear in a game between you know the two friendlies they had front and front side, and then on the back side as well. And then the two actual games, he didn't get any appearances, and so I kind of expected that maybe. He'd be in this roster to kind of get a shot at, I mean, at least getting more camp experience or maybe even getting him a his official cap because he hasn't gotten his official cap yet. But I guess Greg Berhalter wanted a veteran presence in Brad Guzan.
0: Brad Guzan, Sean Johnson, Matt Turner. Uh, I, I'm going to give you my, my my take on this. This is Matt Turner's tournament to be a starter. If he's not a starter in this tournament, then he's never going to be a starter for the U.S. Miami. Do you agree with me or do you have a different take on it?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And Greg Berhalter's kind of hinted at that as well. Like this is... Turner's job to lose pretty much, and they expect him to do well. I expect him to do well. He seems to have a phenomenal season so far this year. So, yeah, I mean, this is his chance, especially because the U.S. is going to need a third goalkeeper for World Cup qualifying, and you take three to a World Cup anyway. And so far we have Stefan and Horvath penciled in pretty well to one and two, but I think that number three keeper spot is up for grabs and doesn't take it.
0: And and I feel, too, that, um, and uh, Berhalter mentioned this, MLS fans and MLS contributors, writers have been pushing Turner for a while now.
1: Yeah, they definitely have. So it's interesting that Berhalter mentioned that and that he mentioned, you know, articles on MLSsoccer.com. I was kind of surprised that he'd even look at that in the first place, but it's definitely a good moment for Turner and obviously a fan favorite.
0: You know, if you, you can take that out of context a little bit, like his, his mentioning of that, that means there is some type of voice, that he, like voices that he hears, like a type of pressure that he gets. It, it, and it's always good when a, when our national team coaches get some pressure because we've been known as a national team and as a league not to pressure our coaches that much. And if he's reading this stuff and he's hearing this stuff, because the fans are making noise. And I'm glad he's paying attention to, to that kind of stuff as well. Moving on to the defense. It's a pretty young defense. George Bellow, Reggie Cannon, Shaq Moore, Donovan Pines from dc United miles Robinson James Sands Sam vines and a veteran in Walker Zimmerman Walker Zimmerman stood out to me just because like I mentioned he's a veteran he's MLX experience he's played for the national team before you look at this roster right you are we looking at him uh, as the as the leader in that defense or are we looking at Reggie cannon maybe stepping up um but I I think it will have to be uh, Zimmerman right
1: yeah I'd agree with you I think it's going to be Zimmerman just because he's the guaranteed starter along that back line, especially in the center back position. I think Reggie Cannon's going to have a big role to play, but I think if Burhalter's going to be true to his word that he wants to kind of push some of these younger guys up and give them minutes, I don't know if Reggie Cannon's going to be playing every game if that's the case, but I think Zimmerman will be, so Zimmerman's probably going to be that leader along the back line.
0: And, and George Bellow, too, He's he's has a lot of hype around him. He's a fast player. He, he's a very conservative player as well without the ball. Um, he doesn't lose his mind easily. This is one of his chances, just like Donovan Pines and Mao Robinson and James Sand um, and Sand Vines, where they can showcase because there are a lot of scouts from Europe watching tournaments like this. And right now within the, the league, within MLS, we are being invaded <laughs> in a way from European teams trying to take all of our youngsters away, which is in, in, in a way a good way because there's a lot of talent. But when you've got players like that, like mentioned, like Bello, Pines, Robinson, Sands, Vines, it's like a showcase for them in a way as well, right?
1: It is definitely. That's one of those things where you talk about a great opportunity for the player because it's one of those moments that could make your career. You know, there's all sorts of different players who end up in Europe, and it's kind of a where, you know, when did you get discovered moment. And for a lot of these guys, I think it is going to be the Gold Cup. If they perform well or if they don't perform well, it might be the reason why. They spend more time in the MLS than maybe we'd anticipated.
0: Now, as I mentioned, we got Bello. i uh, repeat the names again. Bello, Pines, Robinson, Sands, and Vine. You leave out uh, uh, Shaq Moore. You leave out Zimmerman and uh, Cannon right now. Well, I leave them out. That's a very young defense, uh, Mike. It, any concerns at all?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to make you nervous, right? Especially going into a tournament and going into a final maybe against Mexico and Las Vegas. That's there's going to be a lot of nerves in those situations and you, you got to be able to perform, you know? I mean, we saw that in the nation's league final with Mark McKenzie giving the ball away a minute into the match leading to a Mexico goal. So if you don't
0: give the ball away, have, not just yeah, that,
1: <laughs> right. That's the, that's the one that resulted in a, in a goal. Yeah. <laughs> but he recovered well, I thought for that moment for having a disastrous beginning, yeah. but it's moments like that where it's like one mistake could cost you the game. It'll it'll be interesting.
0: Now I know uh, New York city FC fans have been calling for James Sands um, as well. And this is his, his time uh, to, to prove, I think Sands and Bellows are going to have a great tournament here. Then pines. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, We've had him on the podcast before. Very, very nice guy. uh, Very hardworking. Um, I'm nervous for the defense. It's a young defense, but I trust Walker Zimmerman uh, as the leader in that defense. and, he, he can be vocal at times, and hopefully he can help them out. We move to the midfield. Kelly Nacosta, Busio, the Jet, Rodon, Eric Williamson, uh, and Yule, if I'm pronouncing his name right. Yep. Talk to me about Jackson Yule. A lot of people are not happy about this.
1: I think Jackson Yule is a fine inclusion for a Gold Cup roster. It's just that he's gotten a lot of heat because he had a pretty disastrous Nations League window. Um, he did not look good against Honduras. He came into the game late against Costa Rica and didn't look, he looked better, but he didn't look great in that game either. So a lot of people have kind of written him off as already and said, you know, this isn't the answer at central midfielder. So why are you even putting him in here? Let somebody else come in and make a mark. Um, But I think, you know, if you're going to be looking at an MLS based roster, which we knew this was going to be, I think Jackson Ewell's a fine inclusion there, but I think where you rightfully have doubts about his ceiling at this point in time.
0: A cost on the JIT they have a spot secured?
1: I think so, yeah. I think LeJet has been Burhalter's go-to guy in a lot of situations over the last year or two. And then Kellen Acosta got the start against Mexico in that Nations League final and looked amazing, in my opinion. So I think Acosta definitely has the leg up at that holding midfield position. I think he's probably the number two right now behind Tyler Adams. And then, honestly, LeJet's probably going to be the captain of this tournament just because he's been... Berhalter's guy he's more senior than a lot of these guys and you, you need somebody to step up in the middle of the pitch especially someone who's been in a tournament like this before
0: legit I, I love you know what I love about him he shuts Euro out he shuts them up I, I love does, how yeah. Euro, I love how Euro try to get on him but he every now and then he's the only one that that, that steps up um and, and I love that Busio there's a lot just look at Busio there's a lot of hype around him there's a lot of rumors around him there's so many teams that want him apparently there's a a lot of scouts looking at him. This is one of the big steps that he has to take as well because we are having this, not even any more golden generation, it's just this talented generation. And there's so many players fighting for one spot. And I mean, you have the World Cup next next year. And I'm not saying, you know, Bushu right now, he has a name up there, but little by little, you got to start making a buzz, not just in your league, but in the national team as well. And this is a perfect tournament for him.
1: This is exactly in- it's if I were him I'd be a little nervous just because you got all these big bids coming in for him apparently from Serie A teams and it's one of those things where if he comes out and flops in the tournament then those bids probably go down a little bit right yeah and I'm interested as well just to see where Berhalter is going to play him just because he's kind of been in a lot of different positions with Kansas City and this whole midfield really that burhalters called in they can all kind of play in lots of different positions so it'll, that's one of the big storylines I'm looking at going into the tournament is how does Burhalter play all of these guys together? And then, you know, that'll be a good indicator as to where they kind of line up in the depth chart going forward towards the World Cup.
0: No, uh, like I mentioned at the beginning, you've been to the games uh, for the national team. You, you've watched them a lot more than some of us have. What caused surprised you the most? Rodan or uh, Williamson?
1: Um, probably Williamson, just because I think Rodan's a pretty proven... He's
0: He's been good this season. Yeah.
1: He's been really good this season. He's the reason, one of the main. I mean, Seattle has a lot of amazing players, obviously, but he's one of the main reasons why they're the top team in the league right now. Um, and it's obviously a big get for Burhalter as well, because I know both Christian and his brother Alex were considering. Was it Guatemala that they were considering? Is that the yep. other one?
0: Look, man, I, real quick for those who don't know, uh, his brother, right, Christian Rodan's brother, Alex Rodan, I think his name is, had told Guatemala yes. I'm from Guatemala and this kind of bothered me a bit. Told Guatemala yes, put in the paperwork, but then told them no, that he was going to focus on the Sounders only. Meanwhile, Guatemala and El Salvador had to play their like preliminary matches to see who makes it to the uh, Hexagon against, you know, with USA, Mexico and Honduras and them. And then when Guatemala got eliminated and El Salvador made it, he chose for El Salvador instead. That kind of bothered me, opportunistic, like I like to call it. Anyways, that's not the point. We're not here to talk about it. We're not here to talk about that. Uh, Christian Rodon, um, he's he's played before for the national team. He's been in the Gold Cup before as well. Um, and he's is he our number 10?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd call him a number 10, probably. I'm, he's one of those guys. It's like, you know, with the whole midfielder, you can put him wherever you want. But he would, at least in this lineup with, you know, what we have, if Berhalter wants a number 10, it would be Rodon. Um, if not, he could probably play a traditional six role as well.
0: Now, Mike, going very quick back to to uh, Jackson, you mentioned he didn't have the best um, the best friendlies that we played in Europe, the best tournament um, that we played against Costa Rica, Honduras, and Mexico in the final. It would hurt him a lot, and I wish him the best. I wish all MLS players the best. It will hurt him a lot more if he doesn't have a good tournament in the Gold Cup.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with you. I think it's one of those things where Berhalter obviously still trusts him if he's coming to the Gold Cup, but if he has another disappointing performance in this tournament. I have a hard time seeing him on rosters for World Cup qualifiers because, I mean, World Cup qualifiers start in September. That's two months away. So the time to perform is pretty much now. So if you can't perform this month, there's really not a reason to believe you're going to perform next month or the month after. You might perform next year, but by then it's going to be too late. So he's this is it's kind of make or break for him right now.
0: Moving on to the forwards, I'm going to ask for your help here on one of the names. Paula Riola. Derek D.K., and Nicolas, last name? I believe it's Gio, Gio- Giochini. Uh, Giochini
1: is what I've heard it pronounced.
0: Okay. Nicolas Giochini, Pat Arreola, D.K., Matthew Hope, uh, Jonathan Lewis, and Zardes. Sardis, Zardes, Zardes. Sardis knows how to get the fans going, the national team fans going. Um, I won't lie to you as a DC United fan, Arriola, Arriola's call keeps surprising. Me. I-, I love him. Uh, he's fast. He's a great dribbler. But we have a lot of talent now, and it just keeps surprising me that Arriola keeps getting called up. Not because he's not good. I mean, he's a good player. But if we're comparing right now performances, there's other players that are performing him. Right? Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I'd agree with you. The I guess the one theme I've noticed with Berhalter's so far is there's not a lot of games just because you know we had that year-long break from international games because of COVID. But Berhalter kind of seems to have his guys that he calls into tournaments, even if they're not necessarily in form, and then obviously how many minutes those guys get can change based on that form. But I think he kind of likes to have his proven guys, and especially with the young roster guys that have been there before, to kind of steady things, even if they're not playing as well as they could be.
0: Mike, I, I want your honest take on here. Let's say uh, the national team starts two strikers. Who 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 are the two that are to go? Is it DK and Hope, or is it Sardis and DK or is it Sardis and Hope? Or is it Lewis? Uh, Jonathan Lewis, surprising enough.
1: Um, I don't think it's going to be Matthew. I believe it's Hoppy instead of Hope. I'm not sure though.
0: Hoppy, oh, um, Hoppy. I'm oh, sorry, guys. Uh, some people are probably making fun of me already. That's right. I don't know how to pronounce anything
1: either. <laughs> uh, my guess would be that it'd be Daryl DK and Gassy's artist, just because
0: DK. It's time I, to shine, yeah. man.
1: It's DK's the most informed striker in the American pool, regardless of who you know. You want to call a team b team or you know whatever you call this dk is the most informed striker right now he has the most potential because he's young sardis you know what he's gonna get he's gonna play an important role he's gonna score goals but he's pretty much at his peak right now dk it's one of those guys it's like all right could you be our number our go-to striker in the world cup next year you know now's the time to figure that out
0: and that's the spot right that's the spot that we're still missing that's that's the spot that the national team still needs and Every now and then it seems like a new prospect is coming out that can take that spot, but something happens along the way where they, either they go down or it's just, the injuries unfortunately happen or it doesn't work out with the national team. Um, but DK, I mean, he was body and everyone o- over there in, in England, um, and I can only imagine what he's going to do to CONCACAF defenders.
1: Yeah, exactly. He should have his way in this tournament with pretty, buddy, pretty much anybody, save maybe Mexico, but honestly he should be able to put in some goals against Mexico if he can put them in in England and I mean honestly I'm kind of shocked that he's here at all just because but I mean that's mostly because of what Orlando City did just because Burr Halter said if there's a guy that's been transferred to a new team he's more likely than not going to leave them off the roster so they can have offseason you know with their new coach their new teammates acclimate that kind of stuff and I we all expected DK to get transferred this offseason and Orlando City chose if, not to for some reason.
0: If, if DK has... If the, if the US my National Team has a good Gold Cup and DK scores some goals, then he's definitely going to be 20 million.
1: Yeah, exactly. And if you're Orlando City, you got to take it at this point. Like Absolutely. He's as amazing as he is right now. And I think he's got a great future and he's going to keep scoring goals. I'm not sure if he's going to keep scoring goals at this pace. I think he's still going to be an elite striker, but I don't know if it's going to be at this pace. So, you know, strike while the iron's hot, right?
0: Uh, Nicolas... Uh... What do we know about him?
1: Not much, if I'm being honest. This is one whose like name I've kind of heard thrown around. Like, if you listen to other like USMNT yeah. podcasts, or if you listen or like you know read MLS soccer articles, he's one where they're like, "Oh yeah, he could be an option in the future going forward. Maybe if we need to strike her. It, isn't a striker, but nobody really knows."
0: Isn't it surprising how you can compare it to five years ago? Even it was hard. To, to find somebody um, other than here in the, in MLS and every, every you know, some names that pop up, but it, w- it was more difficult to find names for the national team. And now all of a sudden every week there's a new name.
1: Right. Exactly. And like, to be honest, there's a couple of guys that when the roster came out, I had to give them a quick Google, like Shaq Moore. is <laughs> a guy I hadn't heard before. So I was like, who is this guy? Exactly. So, I mean, it's definitely exciting that, you know, Burr aware of these guys and he's bringing them in, but it's, you know, it's just when we try and figure out what the roster is going to look like, pretty much everybody's like just writing a big question mark in on this one because we have no idea what exactly is going to happen.
0: Uh, Jonathan Lewis is out there, too, very young uh, for the Rapids. It's it's a young team with some MLS veterans in there that should help out the, the national team. And like you mentioned, Berhalter has his guys that he trusts as well. Um, so hopefully it works out for him. Just some quick notes, uh, and this is from the U.S. Uh, soccer page. By the way, they all got a report on the sixth of July that twenty-three player roster will hold an average of twenty-four years, with nine players of age of twenty-three and younger. Player caps uh, average is thirteen. That's that's insanely young. Uh, Nineteen of the twenty-three players represented have a total of 30, or from thirteen different MLS clubs. Um, Atlanta United and Colorado Rapids lead the way with three players. Defenders Reggie Cannon, Shaq Moore. And forward Nicolas Jauzionni from France and Matthew Hoppe make up the European base um, players. It's other than leaving right, you have three tournament rosters of players that played before. You have Guzan, Johnson, and Sardis, uh, and uh, Riola and Roldan. You leave those players out. I think Zimmerman have played in 2009. It's it. This is It, it is a showcase, Mike. It, it is a showcase for this talent. It is a showcase for these players and those players that I mentioned from. From Europe as well, so sort of showcase for them to prove that they can maybe make some noise on the national team. Because we all know who was in our first squad, right? Our, our our first first main team. Who's in it? We've seen it. But for some of these players, it's like, hey, I have a good tournament. I can raise my hand. Maybe I can't raise my hand now because I got to show I, I got to show what I got. But if we make a deep run, and I mean, there's Canada. Canada has good talent too. They're bringing everyone they can. But if we if we can make a good run and get to the finals, this some of these players can actually raise their hand and have a word to be considered for the national team.
1: Yeah, I'd absolutely agree with you, and especially with the way World Cup qualifying is this year. Obviously, we've mentioned the squad rotation. You know, in previous years, qualifying, you know, you have your starting eleven, and those guys are pretty much going to play every game. You get three subs. You know, you're looking at maybe. 15 maybe 17 if you're going pretty big in terms of guys that get world cup qualifying minutes this year you're going to get into the 20s so if you're a guy in the gold cup you know maybe in previous years you're like well i can have a good tournament but that roster up in front of me is probably pretty set this is one of those where it's like all right i know there's options if i get into kind of like the high 20s on the depth chart i'm going to get minutes and if i get minutes then i can you know impress and continue to move up so that makes me excited for the gold cup even though it's not You know, the A-list players, I'm expecting these guys to come out with a lot of fire and a lot of energy to prove that they belong on the national team and to show Greg Berhalter that they want minutes in these big games, which should, you know, provide a certain spark and energy to these games. And the other thing as well, like we've mentioned is European clubs are all over MLS and all over the US right now looking for talent. So if you have a good Gold Cup tournament, you you might be finding yourself with a nice back contract in Europe starting next season.
0: One last note, 12 players have a chance to make their first appearance in the official competition for the US men, 12. That's, again, I, I sound very repetitive, but that's insane how young we are. I'm excited. I'm excited. Am I, and I tweeted this earlier and I'll say it here. If we win this freaking cup with this roster, I'm going to go crazy on Twitter. And I can just imagine all the MLS fan pages on Mexican fan pages <laughs> going crazy because I, I don't understand. Um, so why some fans are so mad about this? If we want our national team to keep growing, and if we want our talent to keep growing, this is a perfect opportunity to showcase the talent that we have. And I understand that it's it's becoming now that we don't need these tournaments to showcase the talent because scouts in Europe, well, European teams finally realize the talent in, in in our league. But it's great, it's great to see this in a national level. I'm excited to see Busio. I'm excited to see DK Bello. I'm excited to see him. Miles Robinson, Sands as well, and Matt Turner in goal. It should be a fun tournament. It should be great. Um, who, if you look at this roster, Mike. La- la- last question here. Who do you see having the best, a better tournament, in, if you could pick a player?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I would expect Colin Acosta to have a good tournament because he looked good in Nations League. I think this is going to be an opportunity for him to you know step up, especially since he knows that the depth chart at holding midfield is. Yeah week right now Um, another one probably Matt Turner I think I expect to have a good tournament especially with a young back line he's going to have lots of opportunities to make saves which you don't want your goalkeeper to make saves but we want to see you know we want to see how good Matt (laughs) Turner is so if he can make a few good saves I think that would help his confidence a lot and help us understand what we really have back there because that's one thing you know we only knew how good Horvath was because he was put into that Nations League final and he had to make those saves Like, I mean, Horvath started that Costa Rica friendly as well and pretty much just stood there for 90 minutes because (laughs) Costa Rica didn't push the issue at all. So if that had happened and he hadn't been in that Mexico final, we'd have no idea how good Horvath is right now. And so it's one of those things where it's like, it's not the end of the world.
0: I'm looking at Bello and seeing the talent that he can show. And I think that if our defense stays firm and is one of the best in the tournament, that he'll be making the jump to Europe as well. It it should be an exciting tournament, guys. Let's support our guys. Let's support our MLS guys. I love the national team. I love the players in Europe. But we're an MLS-based podcast. And we're always going to support our guys because, unfortunately, there are some Euro snobs out there who look down on our players in our league, but they don't seem to realize how much this league is contributing to the national team because it is, Mike. Absolutely, yeah. Mike, anything else you want to add? Anything you want to say or if we want to let the followers know where they can follow you because I know you keep up with the national team a lot as well
1: yeah for sure I'm just excited to watch the tournament just like the rest of you I'm looking up the schedule right now first game is Sunday July 11th I'm looking at 6 30 mountain time where I am so would 8 30 on the east coast opponent TBD uh, I guess there's like a play-in tournament or something before yes. the gold cup
0: what am I'm I I'm sure how that there. works Guatemala's in there versus Guayana. And I think if Guatemala wins, they're in the group with the United States. Oh, man. Interesting. That'll be fun. (laughs) It'll be Dike scoring six on us. But, yeah,
1: I'm excited to watch. Um, I'm making plans to go to Vegas for the final, which will be exciting. I'm hoping to get a lot of content out. If you guys want to follow along, my Twitter is at MillerMike123. Uh, I tweet about RSL, but RSL is going to go on an international break because of the Gold Cup window. So I'll be doing my best to... Yeah, I'll tweet about the USMNT.
0: Awesome, Mike. Thanks so much for your time. I hopefully have you back soon.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: See you next time.